Welcome to Nation of Storyteller. This is part two of Rose's story, and we have her daughter Martina on to tell us about the search for Rose's lost family, who she lost contact with as a child. Hi, I'm Rose's daughter, um, Martina, and my mum, for a long time, has wanted to find her family as she left the home um, when she was quite young. And we knew she had one brother, and his name was James. And he was approximately three years younger than her. Um, so, as I said, she left home when she was about, about 11 or 12 and um, went to stay with uh, different people um, that owned it, that lived in a circus. Um, um, the circus actually closed, so she went to live with the people that ran the circus. Um, so she didn't see her brother after that. Uh, she went on then to get married and she had five kids. And during the stages in her life, she tried her best to try and find this, her brother um, to no avail. Back in about the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, she decided to go down with her husband, John, down to Waterford because we knew there was a family base down there and that she had, um, that the father, her father would have a family down there. And we went down to Waterford to find a uh, family. We ended up, um, my mum met cousins of hers that lived down there and they had said yes that her brother did come back over to Ireland a lot, that he'd gone over to live in England. But he used to come over in a big uh, fancy car is what he said. And he used to visit his auntie. His auntie owned a shop there on Ballybriggan Hill in Waterford. And he used to come over quite a lot to visit her. And when she died, uh, he stopped coming over. So that was the only information we had about him. So life went on, things happened and Mammy M had to bring up the five kids. So we went on and we just didn't look from at that stage. So um, myself and my sister back in the late 80s decided to go into um, births, deaths and marriages to see if we could find any information on my mum's family. So we decided um, that we would um, look through the births and deaths and we were trying to think, we didn't know how old my mum's mum was when she had my mother. And we were wondering, would she have had any more kids? So we decided to go through all the volumes for about 15 years or so. So we went through them all and we found her brother's birth uh, certificate. But it wasn't, it was a weird one because back in them days, you could be called, you could be born John and you could be called James. Or you could be called John and be named Jack. So when we looked it up, we found a birth cert for her brother, but it was under the name of John Minnis. And he was born in 1940. So that's all we found on him. We couldn't find any death certificates or anything. We knew that my mum had another daughter, or another, sorry, not a daughter, another sister called Esther. And we knew Esther had died. So we found Esther's birth certificate and Esther's death certificate. And Esther was only a few weeks old when she died of influenza. So we thought that was it, because that's all we would have known at that stage. But because we just decided we'd just try another few volumes on, on these books, we actually found that she had another sister called Catherine. And that Catherine was about 11 years younger than my mother. Um, we'd no way of finding out anything about Catherine at that stage, because usually if it's a woman, she gets married, her surname changes and stuff like this. So at this stage... In, back in the 80s, there was no social media. So, you know, we were just saying, well, we went home to tell my mum that she had another sister. 
But we also found another brother, also called John. Um, but it was a weird one because things are recorded very badly back then. And it was down as um, John Manus, mother, Annie McGarry, and father, I think it was Michael Manus. Um, but there was something weird about it because the name Annie McGarry, I suppose, we kind of said he, we just kind of had an inkling that maybe there was a mistake made and maybe he might be related. So anyhow, we went home to tell my mum that we think that she had another brother and that she had a sister. So my mother was delighted, but we've no way of finding him. And we did try and to no avail. Um, back in, then we, uh, in 2016, all through the years when we got the internet, I was Googling names and trying to find out or going on Facebook and couldn't find anything. Back in 2016, um, it just happened my husband's friend's mother died and we went to the funeral. And at the funeral, when people are talking about the person, they happened to mention that uh, Pat's friend's mother was, was into genealogy. And when we got home that night, my husband said, isn't it pity he said you, you didn't know that we didn't know that uh, Noel's mother was a genealogist because maybe she would have helped you find your mother's family. And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, it's terrible. I would have liked that. So as I was talking to him and we were at to make my mum our dinner, we were just sitting there and I'm Googling and I'm messing on my uh, phone and I don't know what happened, but I just put in a few different words uh, and I knew my granddad worked in a circus and I put in circus and I put in the years and I put in Waterford. And when I pressed it, next minute this bling and next minute I see this post that someone had written. And it was something similar to what I would have written. So I'm looking at it saying, oh my God. So I ran into my, my husband who was in the kitchen and I said, look at that, look at that. And he said, well, when did you write that? I said, I didn't write that, I didn't write that. Someone else is at the writing that. And the two, what we do, what we do. And we didn't know what to do. So we said, well, well what, do you, what will I do? And I said, okay, I think you can press and make a message. I'm not good with the computer. So I just pressed the button for a message and I just put in hi um, that's my granny and granddad. Do you know anything about them? And I pressed send and nothing happened. And that was at five o'clock, just say. And at 26, I wasn't hearing nothing. And I said to him, look, I'm not hearing nothing. What will I do? So he said, uh, send another message. So I said, okay. So I just said, I went back into the post and I actually realized the post was actually sent in 2014. So it was written two years previous. So I said to Pat, well, maybe the person's had to get in a fright when they've seen that. So he said, okay, uh, just write another message and say, you know, you know, that you're getting a shock as well. So I just put down in, hi, I'm a bit uh, flabbergasted. I just realised that this was written two years ago and I have been looking for information on my granny and granddad for the past number of years. And like that, like that, just click, the person responded and said, I'm also looking for information on my granny and granddad and uh, uh, who, are you to who are you to this person? And I said, that's me, you know, or that's me family, you know? So with that, I said, I'm not good at texting. So I said, to hell with this. I'm going to press, there's a, an icon up there. So I pressed the icon button for a phone and I got through to a girl called Katrina. And Ka Katrina was saying, how are you doing? She said, uh, my mother is Esther. And I'm like, Esther? And I'm thinking to myself, is Esther not dead in my head? Which sounds terrible. But um, I knew my mum had a sister, Esther, but I was sure she was dead. So they said, she said, yeah, my mum was born in... Uh, 19, whatever it was, I'm not sure, 1947. And um, she said, uh, 
look, she says, um, do you know anything about the family? So I was tell, I told her everything I knew about the family. Um, every day we started talking to each other on the phone and um, she contacted, told her mother. And then I was telling my mom, mom I'm at the finding your sister. I have Esther's daughter on the phone. And my mother goes, Esther's dead. And he's me, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I knew that she died because it was a baby, you know. So um, I'm like, don't say that, ma'am. I have her sister. I have the daughter on the phone. And she said, no, she said, Esther's dead. So I'm like, oh, God. So it was just too much of a coincidence that she knew, like, the grandparents, that she had to be related somehow. So we decided we'd all meet up. We had to go on holidays first. So we went off on a two-week holidays and I couldn't wait to come home to, have a, to meet these people. So just before we went up to meet them, I went back into the records office and I rang her from there and I just said to her, Katrina, just tell me again, what's your mother's date of birth? And she said, she gave me your mother's date of birth. And I says, well, wait and I tell you something. I said, your mother's name is not Esther. Your mother's name is Catherine. And she said, really? She hates that name, Esther. She absolutely... <laughs> She absolutely hates that name, she said. Um, oh, she'd be delighted, just that's that's her real name. So we found out in the end, when we did meet up with them, that Catherine was born and they went up the north, up to Nori. And when they were up in Nori, when Catherine was only a few weeks old, a nurse came to visit them, like a health nurse. And when she seen Catherine, Catherine was very sick and they decided to take the baby off her. And when she was there, there was a young child with them, with the parents. And his name was Jamie. And he was around approximately the age of seven. So we knew this was the other brother that my mother had been looking for. Um, but that's all Catherine knew because Catherine was adopted. And at the time, your adoption, you didn't know anything about your, you know, any information. But what happened was when Catherine was adopted, she was given, they were given a file on what she likes and different things like this, what you usually get in a little adoption file years ago. But hidden under all that was a baptismal cert. But on the baptismal cert, had uh, told him that her mother was like a, uh, who her mother was and her father was an acrobat in the circus. And also it told her that it, we think that the priest made a mistake on the name, that she was probably supposed to be christened Catherine Esther Minnis. But the priest by mistake had put in Esther Catherine Minnis instead of Catherine Esther Minnis. So, um, she hated the name for years, hated that name. And in all her official documents, her name is down as Esther. And if she got called in the doctors, they'd say, oh, Esther, uh, Minnis or whatever. And she absolutely hated it. But um, for some reason, I don't know why they didn't change them when they were adopted, but they kept her, her first name was being kind of kept. But yet her mother, her new mother called her Katie. So she was delighted. But her... Son-in-law's always slag her now over to call her Esther just to wind her up, which she hates. So, as I said, she was delighted uh, she found out. Um, we got to meet them um, in 2016. We went up to meet them. And um, Esther, or sorry, Catherine, has seven kids and we met six of them. So we met in a hotel originally and um, there was myself, my mom, my sister and my husband went to visit. And there was just... Katrina, who was the daughter, the, it would be Catherine, the mother, and her father, Tom. And it was just surreal. And we went to meet them anyhow. And uh, they said, look, we're going to meet some of the family later on. So we had cups of tea and we're having a good old laugh and chat. And Tom was saying how 
my mother looked so like his wife and he couldn't get over it. And it was brilliant. So after that, then we said, okay, we'll meet up for dinner later on. So we talked so much. Anyhow, uh, we said, what time will we meet for dinner? We're going to set up in a bed and breakfast and come back and have our dinner. What time we meet up? He said, uh, 10 minutes. I'm like, 10 minutes? Uh, I'm like, ah, come on over that. No, how, when do you want to meet? He said, no, 10 minutes. <laughs> Seemingly his family had been sitting in a restaurant waiting on us. <laughs> we didn't know. So anyhow, we we just we just ended up going to meet in the family anyhow. And at that stage, we only met just Esther's sons and daughters. And all it was like as if we were just had never not met them because we just felt like family immediately and we had a brilliant time with them. So anyhow, a few months later, we were thinking if we could only meet the other brother we were looking for. So at that stage, um, I decided to write to uh, Waterford Station um, to see if they could tell me or find out any information. So I emailed them and I explained what I was looking for. I was looking for this brother that my mum uh, was looking for. So he told me he was going to broadcast it. So he broadcasted it and uh, that night they were trying to f- uh, contact me, but I didn't get the messages till the following day. So uh, I rang them to find out what was that to happen. And what happened was you got two phone calls about the same man. And there was another, this brother uh, that we weren't sure of, um, we found. And uh, he's um, in a residential home. And um, he's lovely, he's a real gentleman. And um, so we had to find another brother that we kind of didn't know about. We just knew there was, we knew we might be a cousin or something, but we just talked the names. But as usual, the names were all messed up in, in the records. Uh, there was a DNA uh, test done with the social workers did a DNA test with my mum and him and their brothers and sisters. So uh, we see him quite a lot as well. He's a lovely man. But we still haven't found the other brother, the older brother, John, who was born in 1940. But we don't know where he is. We think he may have gone to England, but we still, I'm looking up social media. I'm looking up Facebook. I'm looking up his name and I can't find him anywhere. He'd be... 83, 80 years of age now, I'd say, nearly 80 years of age. So uh, we don't know if we'll ever find him. The other brother, uh, John, uh, the other brother, John, just say, because both have the same birth names, kind of, which is weird. But um, the other brother, John, had said that um, he remembers a man coming visiting him or a family coming visiting him when he was in the orphanage. So we don't know. Because... Sad because I mean, God, he like yeah. we thought like we were bad, but ma'am, but then we find out he was in an orphanage, like he was literally just brought up to yeah. the hospital, left there, didn't, didn't, didn't even come back and collect him, just left him there, went off, and then till he was six, he was in the orphanage, and then went into an industrial school. We don't know if the father knew about that child, but then we, we, we he had said uh, that he was visited by people, but the records were lost. Horrible. And he's such a lovely man. You know what I mean? Even Cat, or even uh, Catherine was uh, take was in an orphanage up in Bambridge. She's taken from uh, Newry and he was in Bambridge somewhere and that place burnt down. So all the records were gone over there. But lucky enough, she was given that one piece of stuff which had the fella's name on it, which had said that there was a son there called Jamie or James. And he was approximately seven. And did you ever find a death cert for Rose's parents? 
No, we can't even. But look, I went back in a few years ago then. I went back in to the births, deaths and marriages. And I was talking to one of the genealogists in there. And um, I said I was looking for a, a marriage cert. Um, and uh, we worked out their ages because um, we knew that the father, we were able to find the father's family as such, where they lived in Waterford. And that the mother was, at 50, she was a widow. And that he was 18 and he had a sister called Catherine at 20. And the father originally, his father was a shoemaker. And uh, that's what we found out with his family, the grandfather's family, just say. Then we found out that um, he was married before he was with uh, Annie McGarry. He was married when he was, he was 27 when he got married, I think, which was old enough. And then uh, he got married. He was married at 27 to a girl called Eliza, uh, something like Cosgrave, I think it is. Uh, she was 21. But there was nothing no death certificate that I could How find. We don't. We don't know. We. Do, I couldn't find that. And at that stage, I tell you, I was a bit shocked that he was married before. And then I went home and said to my mother. And then she went, "Oh yeah, well, I believe that." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't find a marriage cert for her for his next marriage. So yeah. maybe they were married. Maybe they weren't married. I don't know. But it didn't well, say. In the army. Yeah, your dad was in the army. Yeah. Well, he was fifty something when he got married. Then was it? No, he, yeah, but no, I don't know when he, when, if he got married, but he was 50-odd because they were saying that your woman was about 30-something. I think she was 30, I can't remember now what uh, Catherine said, because Catherine had this piece of paper, because I said to Catherine when we met them, go find, uh, see if there's any information. So they gave her a page of uh, information on herself, what they had for her, and it was only one little slip of paper. Ron had down about the, that they had gone to collect the child, the baby, and that there was that child was there with them, and the mother was. They didn't seem to care that they were taken. They, they never went looking for her. They never come back for her. But that the child, the that he he was, I think he was fifty nine or something. I could be wrong. Fifty something That's at that stage. Oh, yeah, when he again. no 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 again. when he had when he had Catherine, mm-hmm. which was eleven years after you. So take 15, 11 away and 59 or something. He was fairly old having me ma'am. And your woman was 30-something, so she was in her 20s when she had you. So we just think she was something bit odd about her, the, the mother. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate the podcast. If you'd like to take part or you have any feedback, you can email contact at nationofstorytellers.ie or find the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. See you next time and good night, Rian Tallat. <laughs>